Welcome to Marty's Music Kitchen, the fun music and food podcast where anything can happen. Today, my guest is Portland's queen of classical, Suzanne Nance. She is an award-winning broadcaster, amazingly talented soprano, president and CEO of All Classical Portland, and host of a program called Sunday Brunch. Suzanne has a passion for cooking and will share her own recipe for a delicious quiche Lorraine with a special hush brown crust. And I was thinking, you know, why not make quiche and why not make it friendly for our gluten-free friends? And I'm not a gluten-free person, but I have so many friends who are. And so the idea of a hash brown crust, it's like, you know, it's healthier and it's really tasty and it's gluten-free. As an added treat, pianist David Saffer will be with us in the kitchen. So I'm hoping there might be a live performance from this down-to-earth anti-diva diva. Was there a defining moment when Suzanne realized she wanted to sing? And what's behind this love of driving? She's got stories of food, music, and life on the road. So let's go into Marty's Music Kitchen. So hi, Suzanne. Welcome to the show. It is so good to be on your show. You're amazing. You do it thank all. You. Well, thank you very much. And um, this is a delight. We're here in the, what would you call this, the studio? We had, This is our performance studio, the Roger O'Dolla Performance Studio at All Classical Portland. And we do live shows here all the time. I love it. Yeah, it's a space for making music and gathering people together. That's what it's all it's about. It's beautiful. And I can see all the, you know, the high, high tech recording equipment of the, you know, big station. How many repeaters do you guys have? We are, we're, we're at about nine locations. Nine yeah. locations. That is fantastic. It's amazing. We keep all the wires exposed because they're really the star. I mean, yeah. without those the things, wires. we're not on the air. It's so. really all classical <laughs> Portland with wires. With wires. Or all classically wires. Exactly. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That could I like have, that. I guess that depends on how much wine you have, yeah. right? Right. Or Before caffeine. Can, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You must. Someone has to do the night shift. That's right. And we've got a caffeinate. Luckily, we've got good good coffee here in mm -hmm. Portland. Mm -hmm. And so um, you're not. Um, are you a transplant, or are you from Portland? I'm a transplant. I grew up in Philadelphia, and then moved all over the country with really? radio, and then made it out here. Yeah. That's so great. Well, um, I hear that you love to cook, which is another reason that I'm here today. I love to cook. It's my like major stress reliever. You know, if, too. Really? Yeah. If I if I could garden, I would do that, but I actually cannot grow things. But I can cook. I mean, I I enjoy cooking, ah. and I you know I I'd like to to see people's reaction after uh -huh. I make something. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I um, saw on Instagram. Um, I don't know how recent it was, but it was like this. It looked like la like a lasagna <laughs> with like cheesy gooey goodness. Yes. And I was like, I want that's that looks really. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That thing weighed about 35 pounds too. I was like, my friends had twins, and I said, what could I do? You know, instead of bringing like onesies. Oh yeah, I saw the twins. Yeah, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, what do they? What do these new parents need? They need food, they need sustenance, food. Right. protein, and caffeine. And caffeine, <laughs> exactly. Well, he needs caffeine. I'm not so sure she does yet, but you know, I don't know. Somewhere in there, food and caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a, a beautiful gift. Yeah, thanks. Well, I loved it. And again. I, it was stress relief for me, and then we all went. We, I went over, and we all ate it, and it was amazing. And then I fed the baby. I thought I'd be there for an hour. Six hours later, I'm like, no, I'm still holding this little nugget. Both I'm fine. babies. Both babies. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I have a dog 
dog child. I do too. A, a dog child and two cat children. Really? Pat, those are my children. What kind so. of dog do you have? Uh, my dog yeah. is a rescue. Um, she's probably Husky German Shepherd mm -hmm. and she sings with me. Um, so much so that I can't actually have rehearsals at my house really? um, when I'm you know, working up a show and I've got my back sing backup singers coming over. Yeah, I can, but it's really annoying when the dog is in the background going, ow! <laughs> That's so She's, funny. I post videos of her singing and when I practice, she sings with me. And oh my God. What kind of dog do you have? I have a mini poodle. Really? Yeah, her name is Coco Chanel. And we dropped the Chanel because she's just way too down to earth. She's like a big, fluffy little ball of she's love. She's not pretentious? She's not pretentious, no. She's, in fact, I took her hiking. We went to Forest Park recently. Uh-huh. And that little thing, she's 15 pounds. She was ricocheting off of like rocks and jumping over dams and I'm like streams and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Turns out my dog is like an avid hiker and I'm not. And She's like, like, Mom, yeah, finally, right. like, this is great. I was born to hike in Oregon. Yeah. So what are we making today? And we've actually already made it, but right. um, what did you bring to share? I wanted to bring, you know, thinking about love and this no. sort of theme of love. It's so tasty, it's so wonderful. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, why not make quiche and why not make it friendly for our gluten-free friends, but also like even more tasty. So the idea is to are make- you, Are you saying that gluten-free isn't tasty? <laughs> <laughs> no, why no, no not I'm at all. I'm totally not, and I'm not a gluten-free person, but I have so many friends who are. And so the idea of a hash brown crust, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. it's healthier and it's really tasty and it's gluten-free. I'd actually forgotten about that until, and now I'm looking at it because it looks like a real crust. So yeah. I can't wait to to check that out later. Yeah, the, the key is the putting Parmesan and cheddar in the crust with mm -hmm. a little bit of melted butter. Mm -hmm. And with, I, I just use frozen organic hash browns. Really? Yep, I defrost them and then get all the water out and start mixing it up. You put okay, in wait, back the, back mm -hmm. the truck up. So okay. how do you get the water out? Do you do like the old paper towel method and yeah. uh, let them thaw and then do um, squeeze them out in the sink? You got it, yep. And it you takes know, time. Um, I used to uh, know someone who always tried to make hash browns from scratch. And it was such a laborious process. You gotta peel them, trim yeah. them, degrade them. And then you have this bowl of giant potatoes and about 10 pounds of water that you have to squeeze out of them. And That's it's right. so labor intensive that it's just, um, it's not something I have ever done on my own. Just it's too much work. It's even just doing the frozen bag is a lot of work because you know, you're, it's, it's, you have to use your muscles, you're squeezing, you're not, and it takes time. So there's a lot of love that goes into it. But you're absolutely right. I just I let it defrost. Theme. It's all about love, because Marty. This is going to air on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes. All right. So you squeeze the potatoes out of the. Um, you squeeze the water. Squeeze yep. the potatoes out of the crust. <laughs> I can't do that. Squeeze the water out of the crust. Yes. Um, and then what do you add to it again? And then you add uh, about a tablespoon of melted butter. Now, mm -hmm. usually I do two packages so that I can make two quiches at once, mm -hmm. right? And so two packages of organic hash browns. Mm -hmm. um, and then two tablespoons of melted butter. Mm -hmm. And then you can put the, the cheese of your choice in there. I think Parmesan and cheddar works quite well. Mm. You know, about a half a cup of each. Um, salt and pepper. Is that for two crusts or just one? It's for two crusts. Okay. Uh, salt and pepper, you know, a dash, a dash of each. And two eggs. Mm -hmm. And you mix it all up. And then you line your, your uh, pans mm -hmm. with it, your, your beautiful 
plates that you're going to cook your quiche in. And do you pre-bake? You bake it for 25 minutes. You want to get it a little bit crusty on the edges mm -hmm. so that it continues to brown when you fill it with your goodness and then cook it. And like I said, when I'm looking at it, it could actually uh, pass for um, a regular crust, you know? I mean, you can completely see that, um, it, I mean, it just looks like a regular pie crust. Yep. So. Yeah, which is exciting. It's exciting to the gluten people, the gluten <laughs> eaters. But it's just, no, and then, I have tried a cauliflower crust. Have you ever tried that? No. So um, it's the tricky part on that is one you've got to get a good recipe, and I haven't found one yet to base that off of. Yeah. You're probably like me, kind of creative in mm -hmm. the kitchen. I get a recipe and you know base something, and then go wild yep. after I like. Oh no, it needs a little list. That's oh, right. Oh, it needs more of this. But the key there is that one you can buy it pre, I guess, crumbled at yeah. New Seasons Market, yeah. um, and you can buy it frozen also. You can buy, like, the, it's called riced cauliflower. That's amazing. And it, um, the only thing that I made the mistake of when I made it was that I didn't um, re... I should have put it in a food processor and pulsed it um, down a little bit, uh, more like breadcrumbs. It yeah. was a little bit too chunky. And I don't remember everything that went in it, but cauliflower has this wonderful way of being like a chameleon in the kitchen. Yeah. So that's why you see all those frozen like broccoli tots and cauliflower tots because they can taste like whatever you put in them. Oh, interesting. Um, so you should try the chameleons. That. Yeah, and the reason I got it was um, because I made it uh, pizza out of it. That's so cool. Yeah, I made the. Are you a gluten free? Custard. No. Okay. Okay. Yay. <laughs> You're so cute. Yay. Um, no. Um, no. I am I know, a, I feel I'm lucky. a meat I feel eating, lucky. vegetarian eating, everything eating yeah. person. I'm an eater. I don't actually eat vegetarians, but it sounded good. <laughs> so, you know. I'm glad because yeah. there are a lot of really nice like, vegetarians out there. What kind of a show is this? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, you can hear we have another guest with us, David Safford, the famous yes. David Safford. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing pianist in Portland, and um, I'm so glad you could come today. Me too. I love smelling and seeing great food. Yeah. <laughs> I well, love quiches. Woo. I think you can eat quiches any time of the day, by the way. I agree. Uh, I do I too. Mean, Not just breakfast. Yes. Lunch, breakfast, or Midnight dinner. snack. Mm -hmm. And with dinner, you know, yeah. wine, of course. Yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. well, okay, maybe with breakfast. I don't know. <laughs> do you or know caffeine. it's five o'clock We're somewhere. Back to being exactly. Exactly. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Maybe yeah. some coconut rum. I don't know. Yeah. So you uh, not only have chops as a kind of, you know, in the food world, but you are an amazing singer. I mean, amazing. I listen Thank to you. some of your performances on uh, YouTube, and you have such a, a beautiful reputation in the music world for, you know, this soaring, gorgeous soprano voice that I'm hoping, since David, um, this amazing pianistia. Seriously, amazing. Do you think, mm. um, I'm hoping this means that you'll sing for us? I'd love that. I mean, being able to work with David Safford anytime, like, okay, sign me up an amazing pianist, and I wanted to sing, when we were talking about this, Marty, something by Eric Satie, French uh -huh. composer, 20th century French composer. He was amazing, he was so eccentric. He collected umbrellas, purple what? velvet suits. Really? Uh-huh. He not only collected umbrellas and purple velvet suits, he also collected other people's love letters. 
That is perfect for Valentine's right? Day. Yes, and happy this piece, Valentine's. Happy Valentine's, will you be mine? Yeah. Um, this piece is called Je Te Veux, which means I want you. And it's about really wanting to be so desperately with the person you love that your skin is burning. I love it. Well, great. Let's hear it. The Marty's Music Kitchen podcast is brought to you in cooperation with Oregon Music News.
You know, um, I read a quote uh, somewhere that said, um, not only do you like sing Mozart, but um, because you play and you love Mozart, you, you, I think the quote was that you sing him from the inside out. Wow. Isn't that a beautiful quote? I, uh, and, and I can see that, that having, um, you know, when you're a host, I think that um, it's such a, well, such an advantage for you being a singer because you really do know what it feels like to have the music inside of you yeah. and in, in a mental way, in a physical way, and to be able to sing that. And so when you're choosing things to go with it, um, I mean, do you think about that kind of stuff when you're putting together your playlists? Do you say, you know, oh my God, this has to go because it feels like it, I don't know. Yeah, no, you tell me. totally. I think, you know, be singing, singing the music, you think, wow, like you can't imagine that somebody wrote it. Their mm. genius is so amazing, out of this world, really. And then the idea that they have these characters and you get to go inside the characters, you get to go inside the music, and your one job is to do justice to what we think Mozart intended or whoever right. intended. And so you get to play with these characters and just give yourself away to them and also do right by the time period and figure all of that out. Then when you're doing a playlist, like, you know, for the radio, you get to just have fun. It's like, okay, Mozart, but my gosh, when Mozart was seven, mm -hmm. you know, he studied with so-and-so and let's hear the relationship there. And you just get to play, play mm -hmm. DJ and like, you know, have this, you get to curate your own world for the hour or two that you're on the radio. It's fun. Well, I'm curating my own world of um, food and wine and music in a way, I guess. You so are. All these episodes are, I guess, are a big playlist. If exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, you know, uh, why don't you uh, walk us through what's next on this beautiful quiche? I mean, what do you do next? You've baked your crust. Right. 375 degrees. For 20? 25 minutes, give 25 or take. Minutes, right. And then, you know, what I do with the quiche Lorraine, and I'm always changing it, but what I did today was I got some really good quality country bacon, mm -hmm. uh, about four pieces. And you had me at bacon. <laughs> 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 um, nom, nom. Uh, yep, got the bacon going, you know, got, cooked it up really nice, then crumbled it. Um, got rid of a lot of the bacon fat, left about a tablespoon, and then I took a sweet onion and I caramelized the onion in the bacon fat. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you do. Yes, right. Um, and then shredded some good Gruyere cheese. Uh -huh. um, and then started layering those in my baked hash brown crust. The, um, the bacon, the cheese, and the onions. And then I take about four eggs. The key with quiche is what I'm finding, and, I, and I'm always trying to perfect it, but is not to have too many eggs versus the amount of cream that you're going to use or milk that you're going to use. good tip. Yeah, because sometimes like a lot of recipes will say six eggs for like mm -hmm. two cups of heavy cream. I think you need to do more four eggs, two cups. Keep it more to that ratio. Okay. Heavy Lit cream. Heavy cream. You could do one cup of heavy cream, one cup of milk if you mm -hmm. want to be a little lighter, um, but I just tend to go for it. Uh, and then a little nutmeg in there, a little Tabasco sauce for mm -hmm. a little bit of extra flavor, some salt and pepper. Um, and I think that's it. You whisk that baby up, pour it in, pop it in the oven. So you pour it in over your layers. You've yeah. layered in your bacon and your onion and your cheese, that's your right. grated cheese, and then you just pour it in and over and let it settle? Let it settle. Mm -hmm. Do you put anything on top? I do not. 
Mm -hmm. No, nope, I'll let that baby go in the oven where it's still nice at, and happy. Still at 375? 375. And I check it at about 35 minutes. 40 is sort of the golden number, um, depending on your oven. But yeah, 40 minutes, and you really want it to still be a little wiggly. Really? Not too wiggly, uh -huh. but have you know a little movement, otherwise it's gonna be too dry. And then you yeah. let it sit for 10 minutes. My dad, um, I come from a family that cooks, and one of my dad's favorite thing to make was always um, a crustless quiche, a frittata, I believe it's called. But yeah. you know, you just make the egg dish without a crust. Yes. Um, we used to throw things in like leftovers, mm -hmm. um, like Thanksgiving. Uh, the day after, we'd put in like, you know, stuffing and turkey and whatever yes. happened to be in there. Um, and so it became kind of a leftover dish. Perfect way to do a quiche. Yeah. And then also my brother, he takes the frozen tater tots uh -huh. oh. and puts those in the bottom of a pan. But he cooks up like all kinds of sauteed vegetables and meats and he'll spend like an hour doing that which is way too time intensive for me but he will dump all of that in and then pour eggs on top of that wow so the tater tots tater, tater, who, who yeah. would have thought that they would be good in a and they come out you i'm going to say that i'm not going to say that it comes out like i'm from wisconsin that sounds delicious <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like cheese breakfast. tater tots yeah. eggs yeah. i mean like That's... what why not yeah, you know, I just saw um, a cartoon uh, right now while we're recording this. There's a big cold snap in the in the Midwest, yes. and the East Coast, um, like record cold temperatures from something called a polar vortex. And um, I saw a cartoon that said, uh, "Wisconsin, you come here for the cheese. You can't leave because your car won't start, or something like that." <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Is this true? Did you yeah. have trouble with that? Uh, starting car your car? Not oh, starting? yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had a landlord, I lived in a place that the parking lot, he actually had um, outlets set up so that we could plug in our batteries at night. Mm. Like this is a very common They do that thing. in Alaska, I hear, but. I bet, yeah. Yeah, all right. But yeah, since it's like minus 30 there right now. I actually did visit Wisconsin once, um, uh, and I went to a cheese factory, mm -hmm. one, of course. One of many. And I had my very first deep fried cheese curd. And oh I have to boy. tell you, I've never mm. had anything like that before. And no, oh, no, Suzanne, really? it's, it's, it has no dye, um, so it's white. Uh -huh. um, it's fresh out of the, I don't even actually know what they are. Uh, breaded cheese curds, sometimes they're well, like Well, no, I don't know breaded. what cheese curds are. I don't oh. know what part of the process that. What part? It's like the curds in the way. <laughs> is that where it comes from? It's, the it's definitely sure. the curds in the, the way. Curds Whatever, in the way. But I don't, but it makes a mass, it makes a kind of lump. And I don't know how they, they come squeak. together. They, eat, they do squeak. They, they squeak. <laughs> no, them, no, that yeah. is no, unnatural. It just goes on your teeth. That is wrong. That's cheese. That's no, cheese. no, no. So anyway, they deep fried it. <laughs> uh, they battered it and deep fried it. And I no. think it was. I still. I've tried it a couple of times since then. This was like 30 years ago now, yeah. and yeah. I've never had anything like it. I've never been able to match the actual yeah. Wisconsin cheese experience. It's you know here in. in you know, in Oregon, for example, you can get a side of fries yes. or a salad, and in Wisconsin, fried cheese curds is a possible side. Really? That you can have. It's an yeah. impossible side. That is. I would be like, oh, and I don't want to offend my cheese head friends because I do. I, you know, 
I actually was the I was the the voice of the Milwaukee Symphony for years. So I have to say I do love Wisconsin. Love, yes. love, love. But Disclaimer. the idea of just cheese curds just seems a little bit strange for me. <laughs> but hey, you, you know, know what? Okay. I need to try it first. If, um, if I ever have David on the show, we'll have to have you back. We're we're gonna heat up some deep fried cheese curds for you. Ah, this is we're a so gonna do idea. this. So we'll have okay. you back and you can be the auxiliary guest. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be great. And you can play piano for him. Oh, oh, <laughs> wow now. Kidding. I, <laughs> stick to the cheese so curds on that episode and so that'll kidding. be your success. You said that you were the voice of the Milwaukee Symphony? Yeah, was one of the best gigs ever. And you've also, you lived in Maine. I did. My, my And that's where name. I read about your love of driving. Yes. Well, what I, is up with your love of driving? So I grew up drive. My family, I grew up driving. My dad, like for him, it would be nothing to drive from Philadelphia to Baltimore for dinner. Um, and, or, how, and I'm not from the East Coast. How far is that? You know, that's like two and a half hours. Oh, okay. You know? And and he would be like, you know what? We've got to fly. We got, we got to go get a car. And next thing I know, we'd be in Texas driving back to Philadelphia. You know, we just drove. And when I learned to drive, I actually learned to drive at the Bondurant School of race car driving in Arizona. Oh, because you are my new favorite. <laughs> I, uh, and, uh, and I will only tell you this, Marty, you're getting the exclusive on this. Uh -huh. I failed my driver's license test twice, and it was a parking thing. It was a parallel parking thing, you know, I'm just going to say. We, were, we have something in common, because I was away for out of the state of Oregon, and I came back after I'd been gone for like eight years, mm -hmm. and I delayed taking my driver's test. I flunked it no, twice. No, before I actually. And you had already expire. driven for like a part <laughs> of your life. <laughs> oh, I was still driving. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> of course, yes, of course, I yeah. did not drive no. during this time. You like drove there that. to take your license test again. I waited until it expired before I finally went back the third time to take it. Oh my god! And it was like little, little stuff. Yeah, it's so. little stuff. I was yeah. like, no, I did stop at that stop sign. But I digress. My father was not going to have his daughter be, you know, failing for the third time. So he flew me out to Arizona, and next thing I know, I've got my helmet, and I'm in like a fully loaded Mustang with a roll bar. And I'll never forget it, because I was in the room, and it was me and all men. And I was 16, and I remember we were about to get started, and my dad came in with my lunch bag, and was like, Susie, no. you forgot your lunch. And I was oh like, my, what? I am not Susie. Oh. I am, and I that is not my lunch That's bag. That's worse. That's like, that's way worse yeah. than being at school and having someone come in and do that. Yes. Oh, no, I was like, man. forget lunch. I don't know who that man is. Um, and so my dad gave me my little lunch bag. Anyway, I... And they're I, like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And you're trying to be all adult. Yes. Until they go around the room, and one guy's like, I'm here to do some off-road racing. I'm here to brush up on my Formula 4 car driving. They get to me, and I'm like, I'm Susie from Philadelphia, and I'm learning how to drive. Um, and I did. I learned how. To, I really learned how to drive. Defensive driving. I learned how to use the physics and uh, of driving for to my advantage for speed and safety. So anyway, it was great, and I loved. I love to drive because I feel like when you're driving, you can look around and you can get to know. A community, uh -huh. you know, you're learning and you're seeing the beauty of the of the community, the place where you are, whether it's Oregon or Maine or Wisconsin, and it's a way to get to know the people on the land. Uh -huh. I love it. 
You know, for me, driving is a way to rehearse. Oh, definitely. Right? <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, I, whenever I'm pre prepping for a show, which I yeah. haven't done in a while now, but, you know, I'm always going through my lyrics and my words and trying out different, oh, wow, that melody didn't work. Oh, yeah. well, you know, when you want to change things around. And it's like my test, my very private uh, vocal testing area. Yes. So that I, because I feel free there. So you do that? I do that, yeah. I, I have studied scores while driving. What? Yeah, oh yeah, put it on. And like, you know, if I, I did Cozy Fun Two Day in Chicago, I, I think I learned that I by. I did too, I did it when did I. Did you? Yes, I sang Were like, you Despina? Uh, no. Well, who uh, the, Well, I only did one season of opera uh -huh. when I was young uh -huh. and living in Colorado. I did mm -hmm. Opera Colorado for a year. And it, it became very clear to me that I had a very long road ahead of me if I ever wanted to be anything except for in the chorus or an understudy. Hmm. I just, I mean, I loved it, but I didn't grow up with opera. I grew up with classical because my dad was such a huge fan mm -hmm. and jazz because at my mom's family reunions we all sang jazz standards yeah um, but and I had a love of opera but I think that it would just I mean it was very clear to me that yeah but cozy fun tutte I still have the poster somewhere that's what I did oh I love that Dude, we, have we have parallel lives because I started as a jazz singer what yeah and no yes really? I did I did and that my my dad okay how jazz. old were you I was probably, I want to say like 10, 11, and, and my dad would be making, um, my mom did like these themed dinners that were epic, like, you know, I'll tell you about that. Your but family cooked too? My family cooked. Um, my dad made breakfast. Maybe that's why I made quiche for you today. But my dad would make oatmeal. That uh -huh. was like his thing. And also he did soft boiled eggs and he would cut the little pieces of toast. It was like perfectly buttered and he cut the little pieces of toast. And what would be on at breakfast time? The Manhattan Transfer. So it'd be I mean, like... My friend Tris Curlis sings with them. No way. Yeah, we, well, I was, um, you know, what? in college I was in so many um, different... Um, groups and uh, there was one professional group we called ourselves after hours and that was my post-college after you know hours. trying to do we we worked together for two years and trust was the base so um he and i are still friends mostly on facebook i haven't seen him in a while but um yeah um amazing group small world. yeah so we were doing, did you do Manhattan Transfer, like coffee, jive? Oh, no, yeah. Java I mean, jive, That's right? right. That's right. Like my dad would be like, you know, we'd be, he'd be mm -hmm. cooking. I love coffee. Mm -hmm. I love tea. Mm -hmm. I love the Java jive. And he loves me. Yeah. Right. Coffee and tea. So um, I fell in love with harmonies and jazz. And by the time I was 16, um, I was signed with a producer in California and was set on having a career in jazz. I did not know that. Yeah, it was. Were a, you still living in Philadelphia? I was living in Philadelphia and I was work, working at Cosmetic Center in the summer. Mm -hmm. And um, this woman came in and she had this great big hat on and she was fighting with another woman. But when she came up to the counter, <laughs> she said, she was that, yeah, she was like, well, that woman was talking about classical music. And I knew I was gonna go to school for classical music at that time. Um, and she, I, she said, she's such a snob. Jazz is where it's at. And so I said, well, I actually am a jazz singer. And she said, really? Are you any good? And you know what? Like, <laughs> no pressure. I know. And I'm Say like, yes. oh, I, yeah. Say yes. yes. 
And she's like, uh, great, what's your name? I said, I'm Suzanne Nance. She said, oh, it's a horrible name. Um, oh. And I just, and I remember it, and I was like, well, well, uh, you know, what, somebody in my family has the name Miles in it, right? Um, and so that's cool, right? So she was like, hey, why don't you come on down to 22nd Street Cafe tonight and sing something? I'll give you a slot. And I, I was like, I looked up, my boss was in the back. She's like, go, get out of here, go. go. You know, and I'm like, it's my big break. So I went home and I told my mom, and I was like, no way, you are not going down to some, you know, smoky jazz bar in the middle of Philadelphia um, tonight. But I convinced her. And so she took me down and we went in and I'll never forget this woman. She put in my hand what I thought was water. It was straight vodka. And, <laughs> and then wait. How old are you? 16. Wow, you had a lot of adventures oh, at 16. Oh, I did. And Driving, of course, my mother is now watching this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my mom's watching like, what is happening? And so somebody gets off on the stage, and they say, she's flown 3,000 miles to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Nancy Miles. And I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Oh, my god. Did you do anything? Did, I did you know it was I, even you? They were walking me up, and I'm going, oh my gosh, I think this is me. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So what did I sing? I sang. Um, yes, what did you sing? It was leaves. It was it was not autumn leaves. One of my favorites. Lullaby of the leaves. Lullaby of the leaves. Lullaby of the leaves. I love that song. Yes, yes. And so the amazing epic band, and they're and so we sing that, and they're like, do another one, do another one. So I did Route 66. I did. I sang everything I knew, which was like you know eight songs. Mm -hmm. And Gotta start somewhere. Eight's actually very respectable. Thank you. Sixteen. <laughs> yeah, Especially and I, and I knew them inside water, and out. Water slash vodka. Water vodka. Yeah, it was pretty good. And so the end of the story is, um, I didn't know any more songs. And they're like, keep going, keep going. And then somebody says, you're here from California. I had never left Philadelphia. This woman had concocted the story. And Did she say, oh, she said you flew. But in reality, you could have driven it in two and a half hours. No. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With my Bob Bondurant training. Right. Um, Roll bars. <laughs> I made this it safely. This is my in the parking very lot. Very fast. Here I am. Uh, and she said, so, so she said, she, or she wasn't her. It was somebody on the stage saying, you've come from California. When you're out playing in L.A., what's your favorite bar? Oh, my God. And I remember I'm looking at my mother, and my mother's going like, what is going on? And your mother's like, Wait, this was a mistake. Yes. We should never have come here. Right? And I'm like, and I remember <laughs> looking out and, and saying, and so many places have been so good to you. How can you choose? I love you, Philadelphia. <laughs> and my, oh my mother, God. like and the star was born. Right yeah, there. my mother was like, "This is bad. This is so bad." I think I'm laughing so hard I might start crying. Yeah. <laughs> so um, then she signed you. She signed me, and my mom was like, "Nope, I don't think so." My mom did had to sign for me. And then she said, you know what? I don't really trust this woman, and you're not going to go on tour. No you're going to go to college. Yeah. Your mother had wonderful instincts. She, was, she is. She's I like, don't trust uh, this woman either. No. And, you know, you I mean, know. she changed my name the first time I met her to and lied about where I was from. completely different. <laughs> I yeah. think it was a good call. So yeah. instead, I went to, to go, Syracuse. Mom. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, so, yeah, I sing jazz. I would love to well, sing with you. What? Sing? Yeah. Great. What we do you want to sing? Something leafy. Since leafy. The, yeah. Well, you said autumn leaves. We could do that. 
And you know, I think we have a piano player in the house. Hallelujah. <laughs> we'll have to figure David out how Stafford? to split it. I brought but... my fake book. Mm -hmm. ah. No, I know it. We could just we could just wing it. We could just wing it. Wing do it you, and swing it. Do you scat? I, d I don't. I did, but I do not. You're you like you're, you're like did. an expert scatter. Well, um, I am known like for scatting on for shows. It. Well, when my on my shows, what I always do, one of my hallmark things is I always have the audience scat on at least a couple of tunes. I do this one called Three Bears, you know, um, it's just a blues, and I always have them repeat the scat. I mean, like I'll sing and then they'll sing back to me. Oh my gosh. Because my belief is that, you know, everybody probably, if you've sung a melody in the shower, you know, if you've hummed along and forgotten the words, that all could be contrived as, I mean, you could say that that's scat, right? Right. And if you listen to like the history of pop music and all these different things, and even in a lot of really beautiful Bach, um, you know, yeah. it's so oh, improvised. Right. He was improvising and, all the time. Bach right. was an and improviser. And so it's just a trans—it's just a translation into your voice. And uh, people have been doing this for centuries. It's not new. And I you're think known if you for that. Deep, well, would you be up for maybe doing a little trade, and we'll we'll see how it works out. Sure. Like trading in scat and. Well, I would trade in the song. <laughs> And we can we can talk about that. Well, okay. Let's, let's move to the piano. Let's figure it out. And she's back. Yeah. Uh, Just like Nancy that, Nancy Miles. I love you all. <laughs> the autumn leaves go by my window. The autumn leaves of red and gold. I see your lips, the summer kisses, the sunburned hands I used to hold. Since you went away, the days were long, and now I sing old winter songs.
<laughs> yeah, that was fun. I am not a scatter. All right, but well, you other are. than me blooping the words, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that was so Thank great. you. I'm gonna give yeah. a hug you again because yeah. that was fun. That I haven't was sung fun. in a while. It was so. good. So I think we should taste this. I forgot to ask you, backtrack a little bit. What do you test it with? Toothpick or a knife? I test it with a knife mm -hmm. because I'm always gonna put a little sprig of parsley in there as my garnish anyway. So you might as well give it the full-on test. All right then. Okay. Well, let's dish it up and taste it. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. And uh, this is the one with bacon in it. This is the one with bacon. I, I always make a vegetarian option because, you know, it's just more friendly. Okay. I'm tasting. Okay. Mmm. Wow. It's creamy and the it tastes, the hash brown crust tastes just like a regular crust. Yeah. Yep. What a sneaky little trick. And it's healthier. How did you ever think of that? Martha Stewart. What? Yes, she mm. does it, but hers is different. Hers is totally different. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good idea because mm. I we have a lot so of gluten-free people here at the at the station. Mm -hmm. And I thought I need I love to make I love to cook for the staff. And so I thought I need one that's gluten-free. So I did the hash brown crust. But everybody, even though they weren't gluten eaters, were all eating the hash brown crust. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> There's something to this. So the more you get the crispy top. Mm. Right? So good. With the Parmesan. Then you strike gold. Okay, wait. Wait, I'm gonna, this is like, you know, you could almost make like a crispy kind of a cracker for like yes, Super you could. Bowl Sunday on yes, this. You Take could. the potatoes, mm -hmm. dump it full of cheese yep. and the eggs. A little sour cream. Um, and bake it. Maybe yep. not in a pie crust, but I mean, do you think you could do that? I think you could. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. 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 Such a, a rich, I can taste the potato on the top crust part mm -hmm. um, when you break it off like that. Yeah. But it is such a rich dish, uh, but it's still got that, um, it's the, the lightness that really surprises me. Mine always come out kind of heavy, and I think um, your ratio yeah. is a really good cooking tip that it's, I wouldn't have thought of. It's the one that it's taken me a long time because sometimes, you know, it was like, why is this working this time? Why is it dry this time? It's the ratio to egg and, and heavy cream or milk. You've got to keep it pretty much half mm -hmm. and half. You know? mm, so good. Well, um, I also noticed, and I, I hope it's okay with you, but I want to post um, a wine list. Do you have a wine mm, pairing list mm -hmm, with music? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Or if you want to come up with a new one, let me know. But um, sure. I, t uh, I would love um, to do the wine pairing with music. And then also people can listen to you on Sunday brunch. That's right, on 89.9. What time in Portland? Uh, 10, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then people can listen online from anywhere in the yeah. country or the world. Allclassical.org. We have this neat thing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I know you have listeners all over, Marty. Um, we have this neat thing here at All Classical Portland where you can, I can actually see who's listening. So if I have like people listening from Venezuela, their little mm. flag pops up. Oh, so cool. And it's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, and they can find that at, uh, what's the website? Mm, I'm eating this quiche. Um, <laughs> Allclassical.org allclassical.org. Mm -hmm. And where can they find out more about you? Um, on that website's great. Um, allclassical.org, my bio's there, but also suzannance.com. Okay. Um, try to great, and you're also it. on Instagram, mm -hmm. as we mentioned That's earlier. That's right, and Facebook. Right, and David, thank you so much for joining us as thank well today. Me. And we can find you online. On Facebook, I'm David Saffer Piano, or the Liberace website. Liberace? That I perform as. Oh, he is? In, oh, I sense a new I interview am, uh, in the I future. Am.
Hear, hear. Oh, wow. It's in sequenspdx.com. Okay. Sequence, not sequence, but sequence. Oh. Where you're in Spell sequence. it for our listeners. Uh, I-N-S-E-Q-U-I-N-S. Very cute. Love it. Okay, great. Well, David and Suzanne, thank you so much for being on the show. I've had a great time tonight. Me too. Me too. It's been thank delicious, you. Marty. Thank you. I'm your host, jazz singer Marty Minimal. Are you excited about the next show? So am I. Become a patron of this podcast and get on the early release list for just $1 every month. Find out about this and other perks by joining the fun at patreon.com forward slash Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time on Marty's Music Kitchen.